Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 988 of the Juicebox Podcast. Jenny Smith and I are back today with another Diabetes Myth episode. Today, we're going to discuss the myth that there's a good and bad kind of diabetes. While you're listening, Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you'd like to hire Jenny, she works at integrateddiabetes.com. She's had diabetes for over 35 years. She's a dietitian, a CDE. She's wonderful. You'll hear integrateddiabetes.com. Speaking of good deals, use my link drinkag1.com forward slash juice box. And when you do, your first order will come with a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. You can use the offer code juice box at checkout at cozyearth.com to save 40% off of your entire order. And if you go to usmed.com forward slash juice box, you'll be getting a special link just for juice box podcast listeners and you can get started with U.S. Med. All right, let's get to the show, shall we? This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by Touched by Type 1. Now, Touched by Type 1 is a fantastic organization helping people with type 1 diabetes, and their big event is coming up on September 16th. I will be speaking a number of times that day at the event, as will Jenny. Touched by type1.org, and I believe there are still tickets available. The tickets, by the way, are completely free. Touched by type1.org. Head over there now, get some seats, come out and see us. Today's podcast is also sponsored by the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Get yourself an accurate meter. Get yourself the Contour Next Gen. Uh, Jenny, hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm ready to do another diabetes myth. This one is that you have the bad type. Oh. Okay. Let's figure out what this means. I'd also like to know what the good type is. Oh. Like, right? Oh. I'll take that kind. I think the good <laughs> type is the opposite of the bad type. <laughs> I guess. Yes. There you go. Uh, isn't it fascinating how people want to compare things? Right? It's everything is a comparison. You have this kind of diabetes and that person has that kind of diabetes. One of them must be better than the other one. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's figure out which one. By the way, ne- I- I'm going to skip to the end for you. Neither of them are a good type of diabetes. <laughs> but no. let's, let's find out what Like if you think. have to choose, I guarantee 100% of people would be like, nope, I'm not going to choose either. Thank you for giving me an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want either of them. Thank you. Um, okay. People ask me all the time, do I have the good diabetes or the bad diabetes? And the next person says, so type one, is that the good one or the bad one? So now people with diabetes are like, well, which one do I have? <laughs> if you, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. Okay, now, oh, you're a type one. That's the bad kind, right? Because you can't yeah. have sugar. I could never do that. I hate needles. That's a whole quote from somebody, I, by the way. <laughs> that one just drives me, especially when it comes from I've had a lot of parents who've actually brought that up, you know, where a friend or somebody has said, well, you know, good for you. I'm so glad that you can do that. I totally, I couldn't take that needle or I, 
I couldn't do that to my child. I'm like, well, you know what? You worked really hard to have this wonderful little person in life. I guarantee that if they said that you had to like jam a needle into the kid's brain every day to live, you would do it. Yeah. Yeah, Right? I I mean. You would do exactly what everyone else does. Go into a private room. Go like this for a second. And then walk out and do it. (laughs) Like, and then shut shut your mouth and get going. Um, Right. My boss said to me oh, you have the bad kind of diabetes. And this person is a type one. And they said, the first thing that popped in my head was, oh, I thought I had the good kind. And then he, says, <laughs> he, goes, oh, he goes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> said, um, but that's a thing. Somebody like just yeah. felt comfortable saying to them. Um, yeah. When I was misdiagnosed as a type two, the doctor said, at least it's not the bad kind. The Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter is accurate and easy to use. It has second chance test strips, which help you to not waste strips. These little beauties, these little second chance test strips, like try to imagine you touch some blood and I don't know, your hand slips. And then you're like, uh, can I do it again? You can, second chance, go back and do it again. So if you don't get enough blood the first time, you go back and get more second chance. Now, why is that a big deal? Because it does not affect the accuracy of the test or waste those test strips. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Now, here's kind of the great thing about Contour. These meters very well may be cheaper in cash, like just out of your pocket than they are through your insurance, which means you can just go to my link Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Click on the buy now button and have a have a meter and test strips just sent to your house and save money. Money savings. Get out of here. Why would we want to do that? You may be thinking, but Scott, I have a CGM. What do I care about my meter? Well, my daughter has a Dexcom G7 and we use the contour meters every week. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. And I know you can just think, I got a meter. I don't care. But accuracy is super, super important, especially you might be, I don't know, you might be calibrating your CGM. You want that meter to be accurate. Maybe your CGM got knocked off or it's busy warming up or something like that. You need an accurate meter. Forget needed. You deserve it. All meters aren't created equal, but you have a choice. You get to pick the one you get. You don't have to take the one the doctor gives you. Use my link, contournext.com forward slash juice box. Go check out the full line of contour meters. They're all so accurate, easy to use. They have a bright light for nighttime viewing. You're going to love them. We've been using them here forever. And I wonder if that comes from comes from the idea that maybe type two is still seen as the potential of lifestyle management where it doesn't include medication or injections or pump or what appears to be more work than someone with type, right? Type Mm -hmm. one versus type two. But we know enough today to say that both of them can be very difficult to navigate. Both of them include really hard things to learn about managing and navigating this kind of medication versus that kind, you know, food and life variables. They cross over from type one to type two. So again, 
we all know there's not one good and one bad type, but. <laughs> well, I'll say this too, and this is where it becomes really dangerous. If these are physicians saying this to you, then their expectation is, if I'm sussing through all this correctly, if you don't have to take insulin, then it's better. Except I just got done editing an episode that's going to go up soon with a type two. It's going to just be called type two stories, Nancy. And mm -hmm. in and Nancy's 58 and she's had type two for a very long time. And what we figured out while we were talking was that if a decade or more ago, someone would have given Nancy insulin, her life would have been significantly better. Right. Probably. And and just her story went that way. Right. But if a doctor's thinking that whole thing, like if you're not shooting insulin, it's not as bad, then that's why I think at times you get the idea from people that using insulin is giving up when you have type two. Like don't give up and use insulin. Do another sit up, have another watercress salad, you, you know, like, like right. be, be miserable for another year. Don't lose any weight and have your A1C not go anywhere. And then I'll just tell you it's diet and exercise when it's over. Right. right? Yeah. I think that's maybe the biggest problem that comes out of this that I, I mean, besides saying to somebody, oh, do you have the good kind or the, like, can you imagine going up to someone and saying cancer? Did you get the good one or the bad one? Like, no, it's cancer. Hey. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost, it's, that's not a terrible comparison because as we know today, there are many cancers that are more likely to respond to treatment and more likely to definitely completely, you know, deal with and navigate and you end up on the other side without cancer right. any longer, right? And then there are cancers that are more difficult. But if you look at the broad scope of cancer, like cancer is crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're not, I, the way I feel like is like if I had a car, if you and I were in a car together and we had an accident and I broke my leg in two places and you broke your arm in one place, would someone stick their head in the car and go, oh, you got the good break and he got the <laughs> bad break? Right. I mean, we're all we're all in the same goddamn car accident together. This is terrible. Thank you. Right. It doesn't need to be judged against itself, which Correct. is which is really over and over again what pops up in some of these episodes. It's just people's desire to make something bigger than the other thing, faster than the other thing, worse than the other thing. Like it just, boy, I gotta look into that. Is there like a I mean, real like psychological thing that people? Why do people want to make comparisons all the time? I'm sorry, you talk while I try no. To that I out. was actually going to say you you just mentioned the mental component, and I was going to bring up the fact that what they're looking at from an outside perspective of not having lived with it is the idea that, again, type 2 may look, quote unquote, easier because they see less technology in use. They see less rules, so to speak, in mm -hmm. management than somebody who has the pump or the insulin pen or the injections to do, or you see them doing a finger stick or whatever it might be. Um, but the mental management of diabetes in general is not easier in either capacity. It's not easier no. in either case, right? So I think that's a misunderstanding again from the general public of easy versus hard. Diabetes is a struggle. Yeah. Well, listen, my brother has type 2 diabetes. And until mm -hmm. recently, he's been doing everything the doctor's been telling him, and it's not going anywhere for him. And it's been incredibly frustrating and difficult. And all the things that you would consider, I mean, you could apply to type 1. Like, I've heard mm -hmm. people with type 1 say the same things that he said. Just because yes. he doesn't need insulin or, I don't know, he can't get low, it, you know, it doesn't mean that 
it's not a, a horrible struggle for for somebody else. Right. By the way, here I'm gonna I'll talk to Erica about this in one of the mental health ones because I think that this comparison thing it needs to be looked into a little bit. Uh, so I mean, not that it's you know a great surprise, but you know, there's a no, ton of research here from psychological institutions about why people compare themselves and other things to each other. And, and I think that would be a great conversation with yeah, her, yeah. honestly. I'm going to do that. Uh, anyway, uh, neither of you have the bad kind of diabetes, and both of you have the bad kind of diabetes. I mean, like, if you're just pregnant, if you just get gestational mm-hmm. for a few months, and you make a baby, and boom, it goes away, Right. Did you not have a bad kind of diabetes? 100%. Right. 100%. You had a kind that still meant that your pregnancy experience was shifted in a way that it would not have been. So for that duration of time, you had a lot more to navigate and take care of. Does that make it the better kind? Because technically, for the majority of women, it does go away Mm -hmm. post-delivery. Yes. Um, Again, just a... It's just a crappy thing to say to somebody. Yeah. Just don't say it. And Jenny, Close your lips. <laughs> you and I talked before we started recording. I'm going to fold in something we said into here. Sure. So we were talking about, um, you know, people having different issues and finding fixes for them. Maybe a, a supplement or something that they could take that really helped them. And we started kind of philosophizing between each other about why some people bemoan that. Oh, I have to take this every day now. And why right. some people think, oh my God, I found an answer to my problem. Right? Like, And so I think that's kind of like that mindset is important to add into this episode because you have diabetes, type one, type two, a lot of, just, it doesn't matter. You have diabetes. To think of it in any way, shape or form as the bad kind, I think is is not good for you. No, from a mental standpoint, no. It always makes you feel like, as you said, I take a supplement to help with this problem. Oh my gosh, I have to take this supplement. My my opinion is, gosh, I take supplements for things. I'm glad I found something that works. I'm like, great, I'll take the supplement because I don't have to deal with whatever this was, right? Right, because the, alter- so. the alternative is to say, and you and I, we talked about this earlier, like I don't know where this idea comes from, but people expect perfection. They expect ease. They expect things to work the way they were promised. God knows who promised it to them, right? But, like, there's this expectation of there's a pristine kind of health. And if I don't Mm -hmm. have that, it's something's been stolen from me and everyone else has it. But, I mean, how long do you have to pay attention that nobody has it? Like, everyone's body is not perfect. And so yours, yes, diabetes is, like, I'm not trying to minimize what diabetes is, obviously. And it's a lot and it can be difficult. But if you can find the answers to it, I think the next kindest thing you can do to yourself is to stop saying good or bad in your head. Just Absolutely. Yeah. This is my yeah. situation and this is how we take care of it. And I think, you know, we talked previously, too, about the idea of a pump fixing everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, unfortunately, sometimes the idea that that idea of perfection may start from some clinical professional being able to say, hey, you know, let's look at starting a pump because this will take care of this, this, and this. Their perspective is lacking the day-to-day 
with what it really takes to have diabetes and navigate it. Yes, a pump may help. It may make things more positive and a little bit easier and whatnot, but it's not going to be perfect. So I think that needs to also be understood in terms of there is there's nothing that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I'm going to take, I was joking earlier. I'm just going to take it back. You don't have the good kind. You don't have the bad kind. You have diabetes. You, this is what yes. it requires. You are, I think, lucky enough to live in this time because, you know, you don't have to go back a hundred years. It's a hundred years ago. This would have just killed you. You wouldn't be alive 110 years ago. My daughter wouldn't exist. All these people listening wouldn't exist. And now you do. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, it's a wonderful gift to live in this time. If your pancreas is going to stop working so far in history. Right now yeah. is the time for that to happen. Yeah. And obviously, hopefully it doesn't. But yeah. if it does, yes, absolutely. And I think it's hard to keep that in mind sometimes when you think, well, this isn't what I expected or what I wanted. And it's not, you know, it's not perfect. But you're right. al- you're alive and you know you're functioning and you have every opportunity um and i know that the big stuff is it doesn't get explained correctly by some people's doctors and they struggle but that's why we put all this here so hopefully that doesn't happen to as um you know as few people as possible anyway Correct. i didn't mean to bum us out at the end here cuz no. the bad kind is i mean what people say is so ridiculous it it almost borderlines on funny so anyway i appreciate <laughs> you doing this with me of course yes thanks I want to thank Jenny for coming on the show today and remind you that she works at integrateddiabetes.com. And of course, let's thank Touched by Type 1, not just for the good work they do, but for sponsoring the Juice Box podcast. You really should, even if you're not coming out to the event, go check out what they're up to at touchedbytype1.org and find them on Facebook and Instagram. Lastly, I'd like to thank the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. Very informative page, easy to navigate. You can go find out more or make your purchase right now. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, the Bold Beginnings series from the Juicebox podcast is a terrific place to begin listening. In this series, Jenny Smith and I will go over the questions most often asked at the beginning of type 1. Jenny is a certified diabetes care and education specialist who is also a registered and licensed dietitian, and Jenny has had type 1 diabetes for 35 years. My name is Scott Benner, and I am the father of a child who has type 1 diabetes. Our daughter Arden was diagnosed in 2006 at the age of 2. I believe that at the core of diabetes management, Understanding how insulin works and how food and other variables impact your system is of the utmost importance. The Bold Beginning series will lead you down the path of understanding. The series is made up of 24 episodes, and it begins at episode 698 in your podcast or audio player. I'll list those episodes at the end of this. To listen, you can go to juiceboxpodcast.com go up to the menu at the top and choose Bold Beginnings, or go into any audio app like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and then find the episodes that correspond with the series. Those lists again are at Juicebox Podcast up in the menu, 
or if you're in the private Facebook group in the featured tab. The private Facebook group has over 40,000 members. There are conversations happening right now and 24 hours a day that you would be incredibly interested in. So don't wait. So don't wait. Check out the Bold Beginnings series today and get started on your journey. Episode 698 defines the Bold Beginnings series. 702, honeymooning. 706, adult diagnosis. 711 and 712 go over diabetes terminologies. In episode 715, we talk about fear of insulin. In 719, the 1515 rule. Episode 723, long-acting insulin. 727, target range, 731, food choices, 735, pre-bolus, 739, carbs, 743, stacking, 747, flexibility. In episode 751, we discuss school. In episode 755, exercise. 759, guilt, fears, hope, and expectations. In episode 763 of the Bold Beginning series, we talk about community. 772, journaling. 776, technology and medical supplies. Episode 780, treating low blood glucose. Episode 784, dealing with insurance. 788, talking to your family. And episode 805, illness and ketone management. Check it out. It will change your life. When you support the Juicebox podcast, by clicking on the advertiser's links, you are helping to keep the show free and plentiful. I am certainly not asking you to buy something that you don't want, but if you're going to buy something or use a device from one of the advertisers, getting your purchases set up through my links is incredibly helpful. So if you have the desire or the need, please consider using Juicebox podcast links to make your purchases.